2: What's up and welcome Bulls Nation to another episode of the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joining me per usual, my guys, Will the Goat Gottlieb at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. Big Dave is at Bow BWL Sports. Bow. We are CHGO underscore
0: Bulls. That was a yeah, good Yeah, Matt. I'm talking about you, yeah. Matt. That was, that, was, that was good. Like, like really oh, good. Thank you.
2: Been, well, yeah. I've only said it five of seven days every week <laughs> for the last God knows how many years.
0: Practice, baby. Practice makes perfect. Kids, remember that.
2: My my brain is off when I'm doing the intro to our show. <laughs> it's just like some see? default like path of neurons that just fly out of my mouth. That's right. Oh. So
0: you see, it's natural to you now. So you're not thinking about it. So you're just doing it. And that's why it sounds so right. Because you're it. just doing it, man. Hey, let does. me
1: let me ask you guys a non basketball related question. Oh, please. Uh, I know we're we're audio only today, but you do you guys use ring lights? I can see your faces mm-hmm. so clearly. I think I need to get a light. I used to, but I don't. I have a lamp.
0: You have I a just lamp? have a nice lamp. Yeah.
1: Oh, there you go. I love lamp. I might, I might need to. Uh... <laughs> love lamp. <laughs> well played, there, Dave. Um, Thank you. Sir. I might I'm, I might need to get on that. Get your yeah, ring light. I mean... Yeah.
2: they're not expensive um i mean just in terms of just general equipment for home studio and everything else that goes into it um Mm -hmm. it's i mean like i think i got mine and it's like a knockoff brand but it works perfectly well and it was like 35 bucks and it's got leg extenders so you can stand it up to be like you know almost like full human sized height and uh it's got different like color tone settings it's got brightness you know, up and down. It's yeah, it's super. And it just fits neatly on my desk behind my laptop. Definitely worth it. Right. I might have to get on that. All right. Might have to do it. Ring
0: light for the goat.
2: I mean, I don't know if you need it, Will, because you just look so pretty in whatever
1: natural light <laughs> of whatever room you're in. That's kind of correct. There's too much yeah. glare on my glasses. I think that is the real problem. Ah, if I, yeah. if I wear my contacts and I stare at my computer screen too long, my eyes just get super dry. So are my glasses but then the light reflects i gotta i gotta figure something out guys okay something right. out
0: wait well, so we're, are, we're great, then
2: are you setup. are you a rec specs guy at softball or are you gonna put contacts in
1: oh for sports i i wear contacts when i'm okay. trying to be athletic i cannot be messing around with glasses on you know <laughs> i'm not trying to crack one of my lenses into my eyeball or <laughs> go Kirk Heinrich, Horace grant wendell carter can you imagine if i showed up to a uh, Rex oh, softball man. game with uh, athletic goggles on—that would be hilarious. Dude, would be I would amazing. respect it. I would. I absolutely should check in with. Uh, I should check in with Wendell and see where he got his.
0: Yep. <laughs> check in with him. Yes.
1: I think he got his at a CVS somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I I still don't think Wendell actually has an optometrist because it took him freaking forever to get that figured out.
0: It did. It really did. Um.
2: Uh, all right, guys. So. Summer League is over. Darn. Now we actually have no basketball to watch until preseason, um, which is a bummer. But the Bulls finished their Summer League schedule with yet another victory. They beat the Sixers um, in a game that actually both teams put up triple digits, which I feel like was very rare in this Summer League. The Bulls won 119-104, to um let's start with the scary news that did not end up being hopefully all that scary uh for those of you who missed that final summer league game dale and terry was on the left elbow and was trying to make a move uh after receiving a pass and then just kind of lost the ball stumbled and then uh hobbled off the court and in that moment i'm sure that there were plenty of people thinking oh no because it was a non-contact injury and it looked like maybe it was a knee non-contact injury, mm-hmm. and we had already heard whatever that was a few days prior that a guy we talked about a lot, thinking about potential Bulls picks, EJ Liddell, who ended up falling into the second round, uh, tore his ACL in a summer league game, absolutely brutal. The Bulls then uh, announced on their Twitter profile that he would not return to the game, but with what they were calling a hamstring injury to his right hamstring, so. I, I don't know about you guys. I haven't seen any further updates on that um, since that one tweet from the Bulls saying that he would not return to that game. But I'm I'm still thinking that this is probably be, not best case scenario, but uh, a little bit of a sigh of relief considering what it looked like when he initially went down.
0: Yeah, I, when I saw it, here, here's the thing. Before the game, I said, I don't even think he should be playing. Before the game started, I was like, they shouldn't even be playing and Marco shouldn't even be playing. That was my first thought because I'm like, you're not going to the championship. So, yeah, why play? That was my that was my thinking. Um, and so when he got hurt, I immediately said, I don't think that's serious. That was like, I don't think it's too serious. But the Bulls fan in me immediately turned the game off because <laughs> I didn't want to see anymore. I was like, I'm good. I was like, I I don't want to go through this. I'm not going to deal with this. But I really felt like he'd be okay. So, yeah, it was a huge sigh of relief um, to see it was a hamstring injury. Uh, And then I immediately went to Twitter because I wanted to see the Bulls fans freak out reactions. And I think my favorite one was Sylvie because it just said, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) It was the best one for me. And I fell out laughing. But but, yeah, man, like, I, I felt Bulls fans on that. You know what we've dealt with, guys, over the years when it comes to injuries to, you know, with us having good things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Matt always says, why can't we have nice things? And Sylvie says that, too. Like, it, yeah, so I, I, I felt all of that. But sounds like a hamstring. Uh, they showed Dalen after the game in the locker room with the team. He still had, you know, he was still in great spirits, still, you know, his same kind of way. So he seemed okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, it sucked. I understand, Bulls fans. It, it sucked, Will.
1: Yeah. I mean, not much more to add to that for me. Uh, It didn't look good. You never want to see those non-contact injuries. But it did also kind of appear that, you know, he slipped on something or, like, a wet spot and not necessarily his leg just, like, exploding or collapsing underneath him. So we'll see. Uh, we haven't heard anything from Bulls PR or from – um from his team. So we'll, we'll wait on the news. I imagine they'll do some testing, but hopefully fingers crossed. It's nothing serious. Uh, But again, it's just like these injuries with this team, like you can't count on anybody to stay healthy. And when you bring in the guys for insurance and they get hurt, it's just like, are you kidding me? So we still got about two months here before the season starts, plenty of time for guys to heal up. We've got the Lonzo stuff, which we're all a little bit, uneasy about but Zach seems to be doing all right uh Crusoe should have plenty of time to to heal up and then hopefully people just stay healthy this year I mean it was incredibly bad luck last year and really for like the last 10 years the Bulls have just had some of the worst injury luck of any team in the league it feels like yeah
2: and it's weird because for a long time Bulls fans were like can we not improve our medical staff our training staff the same crews that have been around forever and then when the new front office came in, they did kind of uh, almost entirely, as far as I can recall, turn over those uh, and bring in their own people, and yet you've still had these string of injuries this past season. So I, I know it was definitely a go-to um, you know, entity for people to uh, finger point at, for Bulls fans to blame all – like, it can't just be a coincidence, this team that, as you said, Will, it seems like for the better part of the last decade has always been dealing with – Long-term injuries, significant injuries, missing key stretches of games, long stretches of seasons for a lot of key players. And medical staff and training staff had turnover when the new front office came in, and and this still happened this past season. It's weird. I don't know why it it is, but, yeah, as as Dave said, you know, we we, we can't have nice things. So, hopefully, Dalen is fine. And uh, before we move on to Marco – any sort of just like final thoughts from you guys as far as what you were expecting and hoping to see from Dalen Terry in his summer league, uh, you know, date Bulls debut compared to what we ended up seeing. I know we talked after their fourth uh, uh, game about his very, very, strong performance in that game and how it, he kind of showed gradual. And then in that game, he it looked like he was really starting to, to figure out some, some, pieces and put things together.
1: Yeah, I think he sort of found a groove in his in just sort of the way he was playing, as we talked about a bunch already. Um I don't think sort of running the offense, being the the true point guard and being asked to break down the defense is really in his wheelhouse just yet. And that's not to say he'll never get there because I think he will. Um he's got to work on that handle and he's got to learn how to you know, use screens a little bit better uh, in order to get into the paint. But right now he's really good as a cutter. He's really good Mm -hmm. attacking closeouts and making plays and like, you know, capitalizing on a defense that's already compromised or that's already shifting. So once they kind of moved him into that role, I think he was great. And he, I think just felt a lot more comfortable and he was, he was a lot more productive. Like you saw his points per game go up when he didn't have the ball in his hands very much. That's kind of uh, you know counterintuitive to what you might think because he's got a higher usage, he's got more potential to score, but he's just so opportunistic off the ball, both passing and scoring, getting out in transition. I just think it freed him up quite a bit, made him more comfortable. And so I liked the way that the, the Bulls coaching staff sort of adjusted with him over the course mm-hmm. of summer league. And I think that's also the way that you're going to see him play with the Bulls this year is like not really dominating the ball, not being the guy that, you know, takes on super high usage and initiates the play. He's going to be, you know, cutting back door from the, from the corners and attacking closeouts. And uh, the more comfortable he is with that, then you start to add more stuff to his game, but he's 20 years old. He's got Demar Derozan and Zach Levine and Vucevic and Lonzo ball and Caruso and Patrick Williams on his team, all of whom need the ball, I think a little bit more than he does. Mm -hmm. So they'll add to it over time. Um, you hear these cliches about like being patient with young guys, but I think for him, it's especially true because there are flashes there, but he's just he's not quite ready yet. And I think they'll continue to work on that with him uh, when the season starts. Maybe it's in the G League. Maybe it's next year in Summer League, but they'll continue to put the ball in his hands and see what he can do.
0: Yeah, we'll kind of said that perfectly. Um, I think he's in the right situation uh, with the team. It's strictly because of the players we'll just named. Uh, the Patrick, Zach, uh, DeMar, Lonzo, even Vooch. You know, those guys need the ball. And Daylon Terry doesn't really want the ball. <laughs> you know, Daylon Terry wants to pass. Daylon Terry wants to rebound. Daylon Terry just wants to run the floor, you know, and do the dirty work. So he's in a really great situation to do what he likes to do. So this team is kind of catered to his strengths and, and what he enjoys doing. They're not going to ask him to do anything outside of that. Like what said, he's, he's got time to grow and he'll grow into those other things. Um, As far as what I expected from him coming in, I just wanted to see if he belonged. First of all, and foremost, I wanted to see, could he belong on the NBA court? Does he look lost out there? You know, I'm looking at those little tiny things, you know, when it comes to being a rookie, I just need to know you can play and be out there. You know what I mean? Like, and he definitely proved he can play he, he, and he can be out there and he's not scared. And, oh my God, I love a player that's not scared. And he loves agitation and he loves getting under people's skin and doing those kind of things. And Bulls fans are going to love him for that. And when I was on, um when I was on the score Friday with Ant Heron, that's a flex. When I was, hey, when I was doing that show, I was telling him, What's so great about Dale and Terry is he's going to be that player that if he's not on your team, you're going to hate him. But if he is on your team, you're going to love this dude because he's going to get on your nerves. You know what I mean? You're know, going to, you're going to be bothered. He's going to be crowds are going to boo him. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be doing all that kind of stuff um, that, that you would want from that kind of player on your team. And the Bulls haven't had that for some years, guys. It's been some years since they've had that kind of guy. And I've been wanting that kind of guy plus he can actually play <laughs> on top of that you know what i mean he can actually play the, this game of basketball his iq is going to allow him to be on the basketball floor cuz wills right there's certain things that he just can't do he's not he can't run the team you know what i'm saying he's not going to be the guy uh you know he likes to pass he's not going to be running the point you know what i'm saying just yet he can he can build up to that but just yet he's not ready for any of that stuff but his iq Will allow him to be on the floor because Will, as Will said, the cuts that he makes, you know, the back cuts, the cuts along the baseline, um, the cheap, the the dirty buckets, you know what I'm saying, that he gets. You know, what was that one play where he missed the shot? They tried, they got the rebound, tried to get out in transition. He steals the ball from them immediately and goes up and scores, you know what I'm saying, the bucket, that 50-50 ball that Stacey King talks about. That's that's going to keep him on the basketball floor, man. And he can do that kind of stuff. And I'm excited that that stuff excites me because I haven't seen it here from a player in a long time for this team. So, yeah, he's going to get an opportunity. Uh, he's going to he's going to earn that. And He's a hard worker. He's going to be what Patrick Williams needs because uh, he's going to push him. He's going to yell at Patrick Williams. They already went at each other in practice. Uh, I can't wait to hear when Will is watching practice, and he, and he comes back with these stories of Dayla Terry and Patrick Williams going at it. I'm really excited to hear these stories. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited that he's here because he's kind of the culture piece that I've been wanting for the Chicago Bulls to get, and it just, for me, further lets me know that A.K. and Mark Evansley really do have their pulse uh, on this team.
2: Well, you know the practices aren't going to be as lit and as intense because your boy Maddie Legend's not going to be there anymore. So. Well, yeah,
0: no, no, no. I didn't say they would be great. I mean, the physicality, you know, what I'm saying, will be there. But when you remove a goat, you know, from the team like that, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna affect you. You know what I mean? But they'll, you know, they'll grow. You know what I'm saying? They'll grow and get better, man. But you know, it's hard to replace a goat, Matt. It's hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Uh, all right, we got to talk about I brought Marco, it up. Who- <laughs> i know i should that's my bad that's my fault (laughs) shouldn't have put that on myself um we got to talk about marco who had another strong performance in his last summer league game uh on his way to earning all summer league second team honors couldn't quite get that mvp award that went to kiki mora uh but but we'll talk about marco coming up next here in a minute but first today's episode brought to you guys by that's right our great friends at points bet The best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our amazing web content, coverage from all of our credentialed reporters covering every single Chicago sports team. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 of free bets, free CHGO membership, a free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for just making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And you want to do that anyway, don't you? I know you do. Because it's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? See an edge in the game you're watching. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. That's my favorite part. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Wheel of the Thrill, tell them what to do.
1: You live your bet life. Oh, mm. you hear
0: that energy Man. in, Will? I'm getting ready for
1: softball later. I got to hype myself
0: up. Yeah, that's right. And when he's going out on that softball, you know why he'll be prepared because I know that he's had his athletic greens. Ooh, I know, segue. I can know it. Segue. Hey, man, you hang around people like Peck, you learn some things. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. My god, the adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and of course your aging it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto vegan dairy free gluten free it contains less than one gram of sugar no GMOs no nasty chemicals or artificial anything and it does all this while still tasting amazing it supports that better sleep quality and that recovery those are all things that Will is going to need when he's out there on that field of battle today and It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you might have. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, y'all. It's recommended by professional athletes such as that man, Will Gottlieb, who will be one today when he's out there on that (laughs) softball field. (laughs) He will be doing his thing out there. Will, I know you had your Athletic Greens, man, and I know you're ready for this game. Are you going to drink the Athletic Greens when you get home too, or is this something you're just going to do in the morning? Just mornings for me,
1: but I think we should be careful here about where we're throwing around the term professional athletes. <laughs> uh, you got you to be careful with that one. But I've been back for from be- Vegas for, what, like five days now? Uh-huh. And as we talked about before, I forgot to bring my Athletic Greens <laughs> on the trip, and I was suffering, but then mm-hmm. immediately got home, And I'm back, baby. The energy's there. The mental clarity's there. My stomach's feeling great. I'm going to go crush some dingers today. I just know it. (laughs)
0: Listen to that man.
1: And the confidence
0: is there. I'm Will Gallip and I hit dingers. To make it easy, (laughs) y'all. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do to get that, y'all, is go to athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com C-H-G-O Bulls. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it, you feel it.
2: Mm. Dingers! I don't. I dingers. I feel like my my lunch of leftover pizza is going to be just as good as his athletic greens to get us ready for this softball battle we have. We got to get tonight. in
1: touch. <laughs> we got to get in touch with the uh, the founders and see if they can get on an animal based version of athletic <laughs> greens for you specifically.
0: It's true, A bacon greased version of this. <laughs> I think Matt will be going for it, but I don't, Matt. I don't want to see another photo of of your hamstring. Because today, after you know what I'm saying, I don't want to see it, man. All right, so
2: it's, it's gonna get pulled for a third <laughs> time, guarantee
0: Man, it leaves There's it out no there. No way the that's deal, not man.
2: happening. Leaves it out I, there. I mean, I I kept it loose while we were in Vegas. I was getting up shots every day in our yeah. backyard, and uh, and then I came home from Vegas, and I've been sitting on my butt. So yeah, yeah. fully expecting another pulled muscle tonight.
0: Or, we'll know.
1: do we'll do some uh pre-game yoga. Mm, there you go. Man. No, I don't I don't do yoga. <laughs> get all nice and limber. <laughs> I don't do that. I stretch. I'm not doing yoga.
0: Oh, come on, man.
1: <laughs> we'll break you down at some point. We'll break you down.
0: Yeah, hey, it's a process, Will. Oh, it's a process, bro.
1: Uh it's, spe- it's it's all about the long con here. That's it. <laughs>
0: I got time. I'm patient.
2: <laughs> I need to break him down. Um, shout out to Marco Simonovich for breaking down that Sixers defense in their uh, summer league finale because oh. 26 and eight is his stat line of his final game. And Marco, even with that one point does in their second game against the Knicks ended up averaging, I think like 16 and nine for these summer mm-hmm. league stretch of games. And You know, we had talked in a recent episode about how we've kind of seen both sides of the seesaw of Marco showing that that muscle he added to his frame is actually being put to good use and then still sometimes shying away and not finishing at the rim as strong as we would like to see him finish at the rim. 11 of 15 in this summer league finale on his way to those 26 points Mm. and... A lot of those 11 made field goals were very impressive finishes at the rim. A number of them through contact. So I don't know about mm. you guys, but that is what I love to see the most from this last Marco summer league game.
0: Yeah. I, that's exactly what I wanted to see. He's, he scored at a high percentage. Um, he was strong to the finish because he eats his spinach. Um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Popeye will. That's Popeye. So it's, old school. Ooh. it's old school. Um, but what's interesting, I, he kind of put up the same numbers he he was putting up in the G League because I think in the G League he was averaging like seventeen and eight or seventeen and nine or something like that. So mm-hmm. he kind of was putting up those same numbers, but this this looked different, uh, just by what you said, Matt. Like finishing through the contact. Uh, we know that Marco is more of a finesse dude than he is a dude that's going up and dunking in your face. Uh, he, he, he's more of a finesse, you know, finishing with either hand for the layup or the hook shot, you know what I'm saying? Or a turnaround or something like that. So he's not, he's not used the most physical dude. And I, and I'm not saying that as a detriment to him, I'm just saying the kind of player he is. Um, but what I like about him is he, he, he never shied away from the contact. And that's why this weight was so important that he put on because he never shied away from contact. That's why he got gets to the line. Like he does. So now he's able to get to the line, but now he's able to finish. And now he's able to knock people over, too. You know what I'm saying? Like when he's going up for these things. And that's important for Marco, especially a guy who's going to try to get you 10 rebounds and do that scoring inside. Uh, the one thing that doesn't seem to be growing, though, for Marco, is that three-point shot. It's still He finally not... made one in the last game.
1: Yeah, so he I did. Think, I think yeah. that put him
0: at one for 11 in summer league. Ugh. Yeah, not the greatest. Um so he still has to work on that uh aspect of it but yeah, made the all second made second team, you know what I mean? Like he he played well uh in summer league. Uh he had some good games and then he had some duds, but overall, I thought he I thought he he was solid.
1: Yeah, I think he is solid. Like he's a fine player when he's going against guys that are his level or worse, but like you saw him against the the couple of like pro level players in Jericho Sims uh, and like Christian Coloco and the Raptors defense. Like he, j- those were his two, you know, worse output games and that's fine. Uh, I think it's all just about like having the right context with him. Like he's a second round pick. He's a good player in the G league. He's probably going to be the third or fourth center on the roster. Like he provides some good stuff in terms of playmaking and post scoring I think I was most impressed actually with his facilitation. I think he had like nine or ten assists uh in the five games that they played, uh, which is great for a big man and it's great yeah. for somebody that you know is supposed whose skill set is supposed to sort of emulate Vucevic's. So he does some stuff. I, you gotta just see if you can do it at the NBA level and they'll have some opportunities for him. I think he'll probably spend a lot of time in the G League again this year. And the more he does, the the more opportunity he'll get. So Uh, it's obviously better to see him perform well than not, but it's a summer league and you know, he's had chances before in the NBA and in the G league. So this is what he should be doing if he is a skilled player. So, uh, he's just got to keep getting better. Um, the, the three point shot definitely needs to come around. I think he needs to rework his form a little bit. It's just got a hitch in it. He jumps a little too high and, and releases it at the height or on his way down, um, but there's definitely some stuff to work with. So he's just got to keep keep on going, keep on getting better. But like I said, it's always better to see him perform well than not. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate at the next level.
2: Yeah, I think what you were talking about uh, of him coming in as the third or fourth center on this team's depth chart um, is is uh, an interesting thing to think about and Because right now, I I agree with you. After these stretch of summer league games, what we saw him do in Windy City last year and taking a look at the roster, Vooch is your starting center, Drummond is your backup, and then maybe Marco, at this point, has leapfrogged Tony Bradley. Maybe. Probably. Um, I think think Bradley is. You said that you think Bradley will be, what,
1: waved and stretched before the season even starts. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if he's around too much longer. You just you don't carry five centers. Music on the roster. to Big Dave's ears. You oh. just don't do it. Like he's oh. he's just taking up a roster spot at this point. Oh yeah, band. but so even even
2: if that does happen, and Bradley's gone, he's still three on the center depth chart, and we know. And you also Billy... want to
1: see some lineups with Derek Jones or Patrick at the five too. Like you want to be right. able to throw those, those
2: small there. ball lineups that you know Billy's going to throw out there. But I don't think those small ball lineups will include Marco at the five. And I also think we're all on the same page in that there really aren't any lineups that you'd feel good about putting him, asking him to play minutes at the four. Cause I just don't see Marco being able to do that. uh, Like on the defensive end in particular is trying to play the four. I I mean, no, like (laughs) unless he's even, even stronger and more durable and hard to you know body through than what he showed us in a handful of summer league games. I don't well, see Marco getting being a viable option at the four, and you've got all of these other options at the five between your actual bigs and your
1: small ball bigs. And this is the problem with the way that the Bulls roster is constructed, is you have you're very top heavy in terms of centers. You've got like four true centers on the roster plus Derek Jones, and you've got a bunch of guys that are like six-four. And it becomes very hard to play small and power forwards together when mm. everybody is either too small or too tall and so that's why we saw Tristan Thompson and Vooch playing together that's why I have a feeling we might see some Drummond and Vooch play together uh which I think would not go very well dear god although I think I saw a video of uh, Drummond and threes today so maybe that is like the the key that <laughs> the unlocks this hot. team I'm just joking. In, we, in an hey, empty gym. No, if there's anybody who doesn't want this, it's me. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean that they need forwards they I, we've been talking about forever. this is why I like the idea of Justin Lewis uh they just need guys that are six seven six eight and they have one so they gotta figure something out and that's why I would be okay moving on from somebody like Bradley or uh you know making a move for Kobe white where. He's just, you can't play all these guys together. So you need to find, but at the same time, this is like what every team needs, right? Like you listen to all these podcasts and, and it's like, oh, well, if they could just get like a 6'8 six, eight, six, eight wing who could defend LeBron and then also shoot 45% on threes, they'd be a champ. Like, yeah, everybody needs that. That's why you have to overpay for these guys. And so the Bulls have to find a way to get one or they have to get really creative and play a bunch of guards and make that work somehow because two centers is just not it
0: yeah and the only way that small in in my opinion only way small ball really kind of works or playing a guy like marco or somebody at the four is if they could defend that position not if they can score at that position or do anything on the offense but they have to be able to defend it and marco can't really defend the five so you know he's not gonna be able to defend the four you know what i mean like that and you're right will like they have true centers like that's why I don't see Drummond and um Vooch playing together. Those guys are true centers. Like Tristan, I've seen him play power forward. So I understood why, you know what I'm saying? They they did that. Of course, it, it didn't work at all. But yeah, I don't I don't see that happening at all. But that's the only way you can move Marco. That's why Derek Jones Jr. did okay at the five, was because he was okay defending. You know what I'm saying? At the five. It was it was all right. It didn't hurt you at anything like that. So yeah, we they've got to figure that part out because, man, they got they got a bunch of backcourt guys. You know, a bunch of them, and the Bulls clearly want to run. And when you have that kind of guys on your team, that like we will keep saying, those six four guys on your team, you're tr- you're clearly trying to get out in transition. So to do that, <laughs> you're gonna have to have somebody in there that can grab a rebound and get it started for you. Who who can run with you? You know what I'm saying? And do it like that. So. Yeah, and I'll we, say that. gotta find that, that guy. And you're I'll, right, I'll Justin Lewis
1: might be that dude. On on top of what you're saying, Dave, like the Bulls do have the luxury of having Javante Green and Alex Caruso who can guard yeah. up a little bit. And I think DeRozan's yeah. gonna play primarily power forward this year just because he's 6'6 and big. Um, so the Bulls can get a little bit flexible and guard up. Like we saw Caruso and Javante do a really good job of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they need, they need somebody. So they'll, they'll just have to get creative. The other thing to pantry. think about with uh, Marco, and then we can
2: move on, uh, and then we're going to talk about DeMar, speaking of him, because those Drew League highlights. Um, oh. the, other, the other element to that is that coming into this season, Vooch is on the last deal of his contract. So if it's a third year, of Marco just developing after being selected in the second round. First letting the the Bulls letting him just stay over and play that season in Mega after they drafted him, drafts and stash, and then last year spending it primarily with Winnie City. Um holding on to him because they have a backlog at um or, or a log jam rather at the center spot right now on this roster, but knowing that if they decide not to sign Nico to uh, uh, a new contract that maybe in that time, Marco becomes more playable as a five in the NBA continues to build his muscle while continuing to build his game so that when they say, thanks Vooch, thanks for helping us legitimize ourselves, uh, you know, and good luck on your next step because I could certainly see that happening. And then and then it's like okay, well who's our starting center? Not to say that I believe that that will be Marco, but it could be. And in the meantime, if he doesn't get a spot in the rotation and doesn't get minutes, it it's not devastating in any way, I don't think. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> it's not going to be devastating or or hinder your team or anything like that. They have the luxury of kind of letting him learn you know and that's kind of what i think it was you know when you draft a guy like that in the second round you knew it was going to take some time you know he wasn't going to come in here and set the world on fire it was going to take some time for him and and this is what it looks like this is what the process of it looks like guys so um i don't expect him to be in the rotation honestly uh unless tony bradley like will states gets moves or something like that but yeah, I, I think he'll play. He'll he'll get some minutes and things like that, and he'll learn, you know, by by failing, you know? That's the way you learn is by failing and messing up and, you know, getting something wrong and getting four fouls in, in like, five minutes or something. Like, like, that's how you learn, you know what I'm saying, in this league, but he's determined, you know what I'm saying? And he put the work in in the offseason to get himself to this point, was let you know that he really wants to be out there. He really, truly wants to play. Uh, in this league. So that's honestly half of it. His mind is in the right place. His skill has just got to get there too. And that's that's going to take some time, but he definitely has some for sure.
1: I'm super curious about what the Bulls are going to do at center long-term. I don't think they've really found the right solution. We'll see, obviously, how Vooch plays this year. But as much as I've defended him this year, and I think you guys have too, and certainly Mark, uh, like, even if he is playing really well, they're going to have to make a decision about whether to resign him or extend him. And yeah. he's only getting older. And, you know, there's a real argument to be made that like, he's on the downswing now. It's not just like a, he had a bad shooting year and next year he'll be back, but you know, he's 32. He's, he's getting older. So uh, yeah. there's a, and, and then on top of that, like the bulls are going to be pretty close to capped out even without Vooch next year because uh, of the, the Zach Levine max extension. So, Interesting days for the bulls at the uh the center spot and power forward spot um we'll just have to see maybe Andre Drummond is the guy next year. Maybe they just go with the with the with the Drummond at center and then look to spend that money elsewhere who knows
0: he's twenty eight well 28. if
2: he i mean if he's knocking down forty percent of his threes. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Drummond, my goodness. There's no way that happens. Um, all right. No happens. well, <laughs> Big Dave, give one more shout-out to our friends at PointsBet before we move it, switch gears tomorrow. You?
0: I can do that, sir, because if you enjoy what we do here at CHGO, one way to continue to help us to grow that rhyme is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up, because not only are you getting those two, count them, uno, dos risk-free bets up to $2,000. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, all that great writing on all these teams that, CH, that CHGO covers here in the city. And you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. Brand new merch up in those lockers, y'all. You want to want to get some of that? And it guess what? If you live here in the state of Illinois... You can download that PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish and do it all from your phone. Don't have to leave, just all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life when? In seconds. So, let me ask you a question. What are you waiting for? Because once that game starts, you don't just bet, no, 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 no. We're the thrill, tell the people what they do. You live your bet life. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 Oh,
2: I'm ready for football season to start, you guys. I because when I, I, I refuse, yeah, I refuse <laughs> to gamble on baseball because
0: baseball is dumb. <laughs> It's unpredictable. Is that what you're saying?
2: I mean, I, I guess I could just be, you know, throwing money at the Cubs to lose every game for the rest of the season because they're God awful. Yeah, but where's yeah. the joy in that? Fair. That's
0: fair. That's fair. There's no joy in that. No, but, you know, football mm-hmm. is coming. You love football, Matt. I know you love playing fantasy football, but you also love putting your your, po- your points bets up on football, man. Love That's it. why you got the two TVs going on a Sunday. You know what I mean? He's going to have his fridge full of that brewski. And he's gonna be chilling, and he's gonna be getting up during the game. Three, you got three now. Is three? <laughs> well, so wow. two in the two in
2: two in the living room, and one in my office here. But then, so I'll leave the door to the office open and pull it off the wall and pivot it so that I can see it from sitting in the living room. So I have two in the living room, and then that one <laughs> here.
0: You are living the bachelor's dream, sir. <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations! Like That's it. amazing. That's amazing, sir. That's amazing. Now I just need to decide <laughs> if the next
2: one is going to go in the master bathroom or the kitchen. Because I got to do one of those two next.
0: He said the next one. So he's going for four TVs. Is, is there a limit on TVs you about to do? Yeah, I
2: I feel like five would be about to cut off. Yeah. Where, where
0: are you putting the fifth one?
2: Maybe bedroom. Like bedroom, I've okay. had phases of my life with a TV in my bedroom and without a TV in my bedroom. I'm currently without a TV in my bedroom and it's fine. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just want to watch sports in bed. So, yeah. But if I right. if I do add that one, it'll I'll, it'll be last because I'm going to do bathroom and kitchen before that. My brother-in-law was telling <laughs> me about his brother who has who recently separated and is now living in his own place after being buried for a number of years and put up eight TVs in his in his new place and i was like that's even as a single dude who's obsessed with watching sports all day every day that's a bit much
0: like that's a lot that's (laughs) our that's a lot that sounds like you know what you would never let me have a tv here i'm getting eight of these things now let's go that's what that sounds like shout out to you right (laughs) wow all right oh man
2: (laughs) Um, you know what I wish I could gamble on though is Demar Derozan cooking people in Drew League. Um, we were treated to some epic highlights that people posted across, uh, you know, hoops Twitter over the weekend. Demar and LeBron teaming up uh, and just absolutely schooling folks in in the Drew League. And after watching whatever four or five Summer League games, and then pivoting to watching LeBron and Demar do what they do on a basketball court, it was sort of like, oh. Right. Summer league is junk. And these dudes are the best of the best at the NBA level. Um, Will, I think, was it
1: you who just tweeted something along the lines of like, DeMar's game is just so beautiful? It is, dude. He is a master of basketball. Like, it's just so nice to watch. He's so good. And like, I think about this a lot in terms of like how the Bulls are going to do next year. And I think a lot of it hinges on DeMar being the same level of DeMar that he was for the first half of last year, specifically. And Mm -hmm. for that to happen, he's going to need a lot of help because he just ran out of gas. And like you saw how good the Bulls were when the entire offense, you know, when he was like the fulcrum of the offense, but it wasn't he, you know, he needed to make a play on every single possession, which is kind of where it went towards the end of the season. The way that he is able to get to his spots, I mean, it takes effort, but he's just so precise with the footwork and just fluid and his like watching some of his moves even in comparison to LeBron like LeBron is so rigid sometimes and like it almost looks like he's made up his mind about what move he's gonna do before and it's fine because he's LeBron James and stronger and bigger and faster than everybody else so he just can do whatever he wants but like Demar, you know he's big and strong and has great footwork but just the way that he manipulates defenders based on where they're putting their weight or how they're guarding him, what direction they're forcing him. I mean, just an absolute master of his craft. And so that gives me hope that, you know, if he doesn't have to do everything down the stretch, that he will have another really, really high level season. And hopefully that rubs off on Zach. Like I want to see Zach start to learn some of this old man, DeMar game. Some of this old man, Michael <laughs> game, because it just, I think you're able to play much later into your career at a high level if you're mm-hmm. if you're playing that way. You're not relying on athleticism. You're not relying so much on running a thousand pick and rolls every game. You can just get to your spot and beat people with craft. And I really hope Zach starts to learn some of that. One because it yeah. looks awesome, but two because it'll just extend his career and hopefully prevent some injuries.
0: Yeah, I. He, You you said it right, Will. Watching him, and I tweeted this out while I was sitting there watching him. I was like, you know what? Just think of Bears repeating that DeMar DeRozan plays for the Chicago Bulls. Like, I'm watching DeMar DeRozan and LeBron James out there on the floor at the same time, and I'm just like, that dude plays for the Bulls, man. Like, that's so crazy to me because we ain't been in that position in a very long time to where eyes are on a player on our team. You know what I'm saying? In all season for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? For like actual basketball reasons. LeBron came out there for a player that's on our team. That I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? That, that's happened over the years uh, for Chicago Bulls fans or Chicago Bulls players. And it just feels good to have that on the team. And then to have him be just as good as he is. My God, man. The footwork, man, is so crazy just watching that footwork and that fadeaway. It's so lethal because there's nothing you can do about it. It's so people are defending it and they know it's coming and you still can't stop it. That's honestly what greatness is. Like, you know, what what's coming and it's nothing you can do about it. You just gonna have to take it period. You know what LeBron's going to do and you got to take it. You know what I mean? Like that's it. You know, you know what DeMar is about to do to you and you have to take it period. Uh, he's figured he's definitely unlocked the code and figured something out. That's why I think he'll still have kind of the same season that he had. This past year, honestly, because he's unlocked something and he's put something, he's putting things, he's put it together in a way that I hadn't seen him do it in his entire career. I I didn't see him do this like this in Toronto. He was using more of his athleticism and his quickness and things like that, and and he would go up and yam on you at the same time when he was in Toronto. In Portland, it was a little more much more facilitating. You know, he played like he It felt like he was a, a guard, like a point guard out there. They would just surround him with shooters, you know what I'm saying, to open up the lanes for him to where he gets to work. It's like he combined both of those things <laughs> and brought it here to Chicago and unlocked something where it's just masterful to watch. So you're watching a master at work, and masters, when they figure something out, they don't get worse at it. You know what I mean? Time is going to catch up. I know that. That's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to be this year for DeMar DeRozan, man. That dude is just he, – he's somewhere on a very, very special level right now. And I'm just very appreciative that it's here in Chicago and I get to watch this.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 100% with what, um, Will, you said at the beginning of your remarks about what the Bulls will be this season hinges largely on if DeMar can die again. And that's why that's he is so vital. Yeah. Um, because you're right, there, there was a little sense of fatigue with DeMar down the stretch as he was asked to do more and more as Zach was playing hindered and they were without Lonzo, without Caruso, um, and, and their, uh, you know, their role players who were hitting shots at the start of the season were no longer hitting their shots. Um, and probably since the season ended, usage percentage uh, past season, his first with the Bulls, was 31.8. Now, that is pretty damn high. In fact, it was the second highest of his entire career. Only mm. in one of his all-star seasons in Toronto, that being sixteen seventeen, did he have a higher usage percentage at 34.3. And so that was whatever that was. Six seasons ago, seven seasons ago was the only other time he had a usage percentage as high as the one he just had when he was still very much younger and entering his prime, as opposed to where he is now, which is in the back end of that prime window. And if he has to have that kind of usage percentage again next season, is that a good thing for the bulls? Because it means he's still that dominant or is it a bad thing for the bulls? Because their offense should be able to be more balanced than that, but it's not. And DeMar won't be as lethal as he was. Um, because it, it wasn't his best like shooting efficiency per- uh, percentage, true shooting percentage of his career, but it was pretty damn close. He had a 0.590 shooting, true shooting percentage this past season. Uh, his last season in San Antonio was just a tiny, tiniest bit higher at 0.591, and then his second season in San Antonio the year prior to that was his career best at 0.603. So give or take a hundredth of a percent, basically, He's had the best true shooting percentage of his career over the course of the last three seasons. So why would Bulls fans think that that's going to come down? Is it just because he's another year older, therefore? Because what we've seen largely is the way that his footwork has been able to elevate his game to the the point where he gets to his spots on the floor and is deadly from those spots, not because of his athleticism but because right. of his basketball brain and his footwork. You know, maybe if you want to split hairs and get into semantics, you could say that footwork is part of athleticism. I, I would argue that it's not. Like, it's that's about the mechanics of the game. I don't see why DeMar can't do that. To me, the question is, if the Bulls are going to be as good as they could possibly be next season, do you want that 30-plus usage version of DeMar? Do you need that 30-plus usage percentage version of DeMar?
0: I want whatever's going to make them better. Whatever's going to make them good. If you're telling me he's got to do that for them to be good, okay, give it to me then. Um, obviously, in just in basketball terms, you want it to be lower because you want the team to be involved. You want everybody to be doing their thing. Because if it's lower, that means Patrick Williams is doing his thing. That means Zach Levine is doing his thing. So, of course, you want that. But I'm saying if you're telling me you can't be good without him doing that, well, then go do it then. You know what I mean? Like, go do it then. Like, I, I would love to sit and watch you drop 50 again. I had a pleasure watching this man play basketball for the Bulls last year. It was a pleasure to watch. He averaged the most points of his career. This year, that just happened. We saw it. His best three-point shooting percentage, this year, hit me with the Bulls, man. This is when it all happened for him. It clicked. Something really, truly clicked in DeMar DeRozan that I hadn't seen. You know, in his career until he got here, it got easier for him. it. He it wasn't like he was always the fastest player, but it really did slow down mentally for him when he when he got here in Chicago. Man, like the 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 college that he went to in San Antonio and Greg Popovich. I mean, we we got to reap the benefits of that, man. Seriously,
1: yeah. He he kind of like he figured out how to play at his own highest level, and I think that's what you Ooh. that's what you kind of saw last year. Um, for me, I mean, usage is a good uh, indicator of of how much you have the ball for sure. But basically what it means is like, does a, does the possession end with you? So shot uh, shot or turnover, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing his usage dip a little bit just because, you know, that might mean he makes the kick out pass and then there's a swing pass for a three or something like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be him who finishes the play with like an assist or a a turnover or a shot, but um, the the offense is going to go through him. That's why Zach is such a good co-star because he is such a good shooter on the move, such a good play finisher and doesn't necessarily have to worry about breaking down the, the defense every single time down. That's where DeMar's at his best. But for me, I'm not really too concerned about like what the usage number is. I'm more concerned about where he is uh, workload wise when the playoffs roll Mm -hmm. around, because they just need Mm -hmm. him to be ready. And he, I mean, he was, he dropped 50, like the last one of the, against the Clippers, which was like the, you know, 78th game of the season or whatever. So like, I mean, he was, Mm -hmm. he was absolutely balling. He had that, uh, the first two games of the playoffs was unbelievable for him, but um, yeah, he just, I mean, you wear down and the older you get, I think the quicker you wear down, uh, the more you have to rely on your IQ and your footwork and your craft. Mm-hmm. And he's there. I mean, he can do that for sure, but why, why chance it? Like get him, get the ball moving around, like, you know, learn a system that allows you to compete at a super high level throughout the playoffs and then try to take that into the playoffs with, you know, the Demar, you know, kill shot in your back pocket.
0: Yes. Oh, that's a great way to say it. And and I'll say this and I'll say it again. Less users for him means Patrick Williams is better. That's what that means. I'm telling you, that's exactly what that means. If he has, if he's doing less it's because Patrick Williams is better. So I, so I wouldn't be mad at it. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case and it means Zach is truly doing his thing and stuff is clicking also for him as well. So it it won't be a bad thing if his usage percentage and all those things go down. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be mad at it. But if yeah, that's, that's what it takes to win, do it.
1: That's a conversation we should have another time because it's a it's a long sure, one. But sure, the Bulls sure. absolutely have to run some offense through Patrick and see what they have in this guy because this is, this is the year for him. Like this, this is, is his chance. It's, it's, and I think they probably wanted to do that last year. But then, yeah. you know, the injury and DeMar right. was like way better than anybody thought. And then when he came back – it was like five games for the playoffs and they had to just work him back in. You can't just put the ball in his hand. So I really want to see him run some more offense, see if he can become more of a focal point. And that would not only take some pressure off of Demar and Zach, but it would also kind of give you a glimpse into what the future of the Bulls could look like with him being one of the, one of the key pieces. True.
2: Uh, Final thought uh, before we wrap up here. The other thing that I loved about seeing Demar and, and LeBron and drew league over the weekend was that LeBron was absolutely loving playing with DeMar. And like, he had a tweet, he you know, posted a picture of him and like, Oh, Debo, my dog. And I was just thinking about how much Bulls fans have to enjoy the fact that LeBron's probably just so mad right now that DeMar did not end up going to the Lakers. And instead he got Russ who, by the way, did you guys see the latest rumor Lakers and Knicks are talking about a Westbrook trade?
0: whoa what what whoa. he'd be perfect for the knicks he is a Nick. he might be one of the greatest knicks of all time if he plays in two years i promise you they would love I mean, russell westbrook in new york
2: russ has a lot of john starks in him not in yes their style of play but no no attitude.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yes that goon mentality yes they were dog in him yes yeah. that's right oh. yes yes so that would just be thanks, such
2: a Knicks move Lakers to take for on that up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah Tim's, I also, listen,
0: Tim's I, like, I ain't trying to develop nobody. He want to win. He'll take Westbrook in in a heartbeat. I'm sorry. we'll go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say I tweeted about how good LeBron and Demar look together over the weekend when they were playing at the Drew, and so many Lakers fans were like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't, felt even, good.
2: didn't even make the play in tournament. Good Lord. That was gorgeous. (laughs) Can't wait to watch the Lakers be a giant dumpster fire again this season, Um, but he's the greatest guys. He's the goat. Oh, LeBron stance. cracked me up. All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. Uh, Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, Subscribe to us on whatever your preferred podcast platform is. And if you aren't already, and uh, we'll be back on the YouTubes with a live episode Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, we are getting into the nitty-gritty. Summer League is over. Free agency has, mm-hmm. has winded down. Um, the draft is over. Now comes the part where we just get to pontificate about what the 22-23 Bulls are going to look like for the next two months. So, uh, you know, hit us up with your thoughts because we're, uh, we're going to go through this dead period of the NBA calendar together. Will is on Twitter at no. Will Gottlieb. Big Dave is at no, no, no. b a w l sports. Ah. On Bulls underscore PAC, we are CHGO underscore Bulls. Until then, see Red. Be good.